teacher, which commandment in the law is greatest? He said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest in the first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The whole law and the prophets depend upon these two commandments. Within the gospel passage today, taken from the gospel of Luke, we hear Christ being told that his mother and brothers have arrived just beyond where he has been speaking to the people. And yet they are unable to reach his location because of the crowd. And we know that Jesus acknowledges this fact in his reply. My mother and brothers are those who hear the word of God and act on it. The Navarre Bible commentary on this gospel passage offers some valuable insight regarding the words of Christ. These words of our Lord show us that the fulfillment of the will of God is more important than kinship and that Our Lady is more united to her son by virtue of her perfect fulfillment of what God asked of her than by the Holy Spirit's using her to make Christ's body. So what does our Lord desire to teach us through this statement? St. Paul provides an answer within his letter to the Romans. Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not kill, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other commandment there may be, are summed up in this same saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no evil to the neighbor, hence love is the fulfillment of the law. Here we must recognize, in keeping the commandment to love, we have not only fulfilled the law, we have in all truth accomplished the will of God. Thus, we should reflect not only upon Our Lady's unwavering adherence to the will of God, but also upon her role as mother, she who gave her fiat to conceive and bear the only begotten Son of the Eternal Father, Jesus Christ. And if we are familiar with the second book of Maccabees, we hear a foreshadowing of this, not only of the love the Blessed Mother possesses for accomplishing the will of God, but also her ability with the help of God to cooperate with the mission of her son, to participate in the suffering and death she knows her son must endure, that through his resurrection he might gain eternal life for us. Most admirable and worthy of everlasting remembrance was the mother who saw her seven sons perish in a single day, yet bore it courageously because of her hope in the Lord. Filled with a noble spirit that stirred her womanly heart with manly courage, she exhorted each of them in the language of their ancestors with these words. I do not know how you came into existence in my womb. It was not I who gave you the breath of life, nor was it I who set in order the elements of which each of you is composed. Therefore, since it is the creator of the universe, who shapes each man's beginning as he brings about the origin of everything 
he in his mercy will give you back both breath and life because you now disregard yourselves for the sake of his law. Antiochus, speaking ins suspecting insult in her words, thought he was being ridiculed. As the youngest brother was still alive, the king appealed to him not with mere words, but with promises, an oath to make him rich and happy. If he would abandon his ancestral customs, he would make him his friend and entrust him with high office. When the youth paid no attention to him at all, the king appealed to the mother, urging her to advise her boy to save his life. In derision of the cruel tyrant, she leaned over close to her son and said in their native language, son, have pity on me, who carried you in my womb for nine months, nursed you for three years, brought you up, educated and supported you to your present age. I beg you, child, to look at the heavens and the earth and see that all that is in them. Then you will know that God did not make them out of existing things. And in the same way, the human race came into existence. Do not be afraid of this executioner, but be worthy of your brothers and accept death so that in the time of mercy, I may receive you again with them. Here we must see. The mother in the account taken from 2 Maccabees is described as being most admirable and worthy of everlasting remembrance. And she is this because she seeks always to uphold God's law. Although her sons are being tortured and killed, she remains ever devoted believing that God will never forsake her or her sons as long as they remain in his will. And if this mother is to be honored as most admirable and worthy of everlasting remembrance, so much more the Blessed Virgin Mary, because she is immaculately conceived, preserved from the stain of any and all sin, and due to this purity, even more united with the will of God. Thus, we must consider the fact that Our Lady had to have been in awe that she was given this unique privilege, as well as the inestimable gift to conceive and bear the Christ child, the only begotten Son of God. And because she is full of grace, she is prepared in a special way to comprehend that God's will must be accomplished, though it pierces her heart, that her sinless Son, her beloved Son, undergo his passion, his way of the cross, the suffering and death she knows he must endure, that he be resurrected from the dead, meriting grace for us, that we might one day be raised up to eternal life. With the help of God's grace, we must, as the martyrs we remember today, strive always to live out the greatest of the commandments, loving God above all else, and our neighbors as ourselves. Just as this mother and the Blessed Mother honor God, we must honor him, first in all of our worship and praise, and then through loving, lovingly imitating him in this world. We must bring his light to those who are in darkness, even to those who are difficult for us to love. We must be peacemakers, 
to those who have known no peace. And we must bring comfort and safety to those who have known only strife. Then and only then will we truly fulfill the will of God for us. And God, who has seen the love and mercy we have shown to others, will in turn acknowledge this love as shown to himself. He will lift us up and exalt us to our inheritance, eternal life with him forever in heaven. Saints Andrew Kim Taigan, Paul Chong Hassan, and all companion martyrs, pray for us. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.